Burger Creek Productions 15 Minutes of Fame podcast features Paul from New York City's infamous punk band Reagan Youth. Here's their track No Class. Burger Creek Productions 15 Minutes Fame podcast welcomes a legendary guest I have on with me, Paul Cripple, guitarist for the legendary New York City punk band Reagan Youth. Paul, what's going on? Hey, what's up? Dude, just hanging out. <laughs> it's fucking great talking with you. How you been holding up? Um, all right. I'm 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 hanging in there. Recovering. That's it. How are you doing? It's a weird world right now, man. There's a lot of stuff happening very quickly. And a lot of important things that are that are happening. And, you know, as as an artist, you know, trying to keep busy, what, what have you been up to? How have you been keeping busy? Last time I toured was Dece- uh, December uh, 2019. Now, COVID was ready. It's COVID-19, you know, it was in 2019. So in December, when I flew home, I caught a fever I had not had since i was a teenager like i mean the chills uh no shit. shivering uh, peeing like a racehorse you know <laughs> tippy had the flu that's what she said and my son got it and then i got the flu on on like uh it was on around new year's new year's eve you know i'm positive that shit was like covid yeah we could have toured in february or march 18th but that would have been like a, a, a whole mess getting home or whatever. It's just, it's just, it's just good that I got to go out there. What was that like? How, how were audiences responding to, to Neil on vocals? How, how, how was everyone responding to Reagan youth out, out West? Um, we, Oh, I mean, that's my favorite place to play California. And Reagan was the governor there before mm-hmm. he was president. So, I mean, California is always kind of like been the, like, my favorite, or I mean, the band's favorite. Even Dave wanted to relocate out to California around like '84 when he was alive. Dave and Serge, and so like you know, California's always been kind to the band and always treats the band great. So I uh, I love it. I mean, and I don't care if it's like a tiki bar or a fucking you know <laughs> opening for the Dead Kennedys at you know um, uh, one of those places you know um those thousand seat places i don't care i just love playing i i, I played a bowling alley gig it was so fucking great that's fucking awesome yeah at a bowling alley like in the back <laughs> so fucking it was a daytime show it was no better than a nighttime show at that uh i can't remember i just can't remember the names of venues now but yeah it's just like it, i always had a great time in california love california so I, I found I found an interview that you did with Neil, I think during like in the midst of that tour out there. And you had yeah. this you had this fucking great quote. And I wanted to ask you about it. I wanted to give you a chance to elaborate on it. You said that history is important all over the world except America. And I find that fucking fascinating. Dude, elaborate on that. I love it. All right. Um I like um I, I have a history. Dave has a history, and I mean, we're I mean, we're not red-blooded Americans. We're you know sons of immigrants. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and you know, everyone is an immigrant. Um, 
Irish people were considered black. You know, you mm-hmm. can call an Irish person N-word. Um, I guess back in the 18, you know, when they were coming over during the potato famine, you know, they're just, you're just not, you know, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. You're not, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, you know, now Irish people are like, you know, we're white, you know, and when you look at the New York City police force, it's mainly Irish. And that's what made them white joining the police force and the fire departments. Now, when people saw our record in 1980, what are you trying to say? Well, America's racist, obviously. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. You know what? We fought the Civil War to free the slaves. No, we didn't. Never in the history of mankind has like hundreds of thousands, let alone hundreds, hundreds of thousands of white guys went and fought a bunch of other hundreds of thousand white guys to free a bunch of black people? Never. Even Lincoln said, if I could save the Union and, you know, uh, and just let slavery be, you know, just slavery. And even the states in the North that had slavery, it wasn't outlawed in in the North. Mm -hmm. He just outlawed it in the South. And yet it's the Civil War was about secession, not slavery secession they wanted to secede Mm -hmm. and i know states rights and all that shit no they wanted to cut out now they're trying to i guess divide and conquer us into a form of 99 percent to one percent and yes when they say all men are created equal they mean all white anglo-saxon protestant landowning Rich men are created equal. Mm-hmm. Everyone else here is just a guest. So let me ask you this: Why do you think? Why do you think that there's some people out there that continue to make this statement, keep politics out of punk rock? Why? 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 Why do people keep saying that shit? Or why have because they said that scared. shit? Because they're scared and they don't understand anarchy. They still think anarchy means going buck wild. They don't understand uh, anarchy means um, rule without power or, you know, order without power, order with without authority, all right? Rules without a rule, without rulers, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there are just plain, simple rules in this fucking world. Do I believe uh, an anarchist society can exist? I know it has. Um, I think if you just look on Wikipedia, it'll tell you about a, a, a section in Italy that didn't have any jails, didn't have any courts, didn't have any police. But I think people are scared. That's why. Do you have any words of encouragement? Do you have any shout outs for anybody out there, especially for artists that are kind of dealing with all of this right now? Uh, like what I've seen out there from people that have been, um, uh, um, what they've been writing, I'm going to give a shout out to um my bass player Tibby, who wrote a song "Kill the President," it's and, awesome, dude. I, it's and fucking Bette awesome. Midler, and Bette Midler sent her "Love Your Moxie," love the song, and <laughs> it it got to Bette Midler. So I got to give my my now current bassist Tibby a shout out, and I want to give a shout out to my original drummer Charlie, who's playing with me, the guy who played the very first Reagan Youth shows the original drummer he's playing with me now 
took us that long to get <laughs> together. He moved to Richmond, and then he had a, a hand problem. Then he had an arm problem where he was like in isolation, and they were coming in with like hazmat suits. I was what? like, yeah, it was like crazy. But then he finally got back, you know. So I was like, yeah, Charlie. <laughs> and so big shout out to Charlie Tripper. But I mean, um, when I'm thinking of artists now, um, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I I can't really I can't really find anyone that's doing anything as important as Cardi B. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm a little upset she didn't use Tommy Genesis instead of uh, instead of Kylie Jenner, you know, <laughs> but wet ass pussy. And I get it. You know what? Just like I get riot girl movement, you know, girls didn't want to be with the band. They wanted to be fucking in the band. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know what? I like that they're throwing their poom poom around to Piss off the religious right. Look, I, I I believe Dave's most important words, I hate, hate. Okay? I don't hate people. I hate what they do, but I don't hate people. You know, I, I, I don't hate anyone. I hate what they think. I hate what they do. I, I hate that they can't open their minds up enough to say, hey, why, why should we pay some CEO when we can just pay the guys that built the factory, pay the guys that run the factory, and pay the guys that make the deliveries out of the factory. Why does the majority of the money have to go to one stupid fucking individual? Mm -hmm. Why? Who made this stupid fucking rule? And what I hear is, well, that's the way it's always been. Well, I haven't always been here, but like I said, what people need to do is their due diligence and what makes sense? This guy talking to God makes sense to you? Demonizing people does not make sense. All right? You see those blue states? That's where the devil's at. You see these red states? That's where Jesus is at. What are you fucking out of your mind? It's it's insane. It's it's what what's even worse is it's demonizing logic. It's demonizing shit that makes sense. A lot of like uh, a lot of Americans were Unitarians. They were realists, mm -hmm. and Unitarians were like, all right, a Unitarian has to spend like like three days at a Buddhist uh, monastery, you know. Um, then he has to go visit a mosque. Then he has to go to a Catholic church, uh, a Jewish synagogue, a Baptist church, uh, you know, a Methodist church, uh, Episcopal, you know, whatever. That's what a Unitarian used to be. In this day and age. I mean, look at the advancement mankind has made. And we're still thinking like sheep. Ugh. And when they're like, keep politics out of punk, one, I, when I talked, when I told this person and she wasn't punk rock, oh, uh, I play in a political punk band. She went, I thought all punk was political. And I went, I wish, you know, I wish, mm -hmm. but it's not. You guys have opened up for fucking bad brains, BC boys, dead Kennedys, millions of dead cops, no effects, etc. In your opinion, what are some bands that you've shared a bill with that tend to fly under the radar that people should definitely fucking check out? Um, oh God, they're called, um, uh, oh, all right. They were from Texas. Kill boy. Kill really boy. good. Yeah. From Texas. Really good. And you know why I say that? Cause they were better than everyone, even me. And they were just teenagers. 
No shit. Yeah, yeah. You notice when the teenagers are better than the grown-ups? That's noticeable. I spot online, uh, I think it was like right on, I think it was a post on Facebook or something. You had plans to make one last Reagan Youth album, and it was going to focus on the, the life and times of Dave. Uh, with yeah, all the- I, you know what? I played some of those songs live, and I told the band we're doing the song live, and it was like a festival, and I told the crowd, we're going to start the set with the brand new song we wrote. And you know, <laughs> just the looks on everyone's face is like, nah. <laughs> oh, don't do that. Don't do that. You know? And we started playing it, and they listened, and they started slam dancing, and by the middle of that song, there was already a pit going. So I'm positive that those songs can be liked. And these are all three-chord songs. Me, I can open up a set at a festival and tell people some shit they don't want to hear, and next thing you know, they're slam dancing. <laughs> That's how I know these songs are going to fucking work. Dude, fuck yeah. Reagan Youth goes hard. Every song has to be good. Mm-hmm. They've taught me that. They can't be no album filler. No. No album filler. Like, okay, got it. Got it, Dave. You know? <laughs> and I love that about him. You know? Perfectionist. Virgo. Perfectionist. Love that about him. So I, my my last question, I, I wanted to ask you about the track Queen Babylon. And, and I find it fascinating because... The dynamics throughout the whole track, it's it's obviously much different than the, than the quicker fucking punk anthems, the quick two-minute fucking anthems, and, and that killer fucking guitar solo in there. What's what, Can you give me a little history on that track? I, I fucking love it. All right. Um, I was I was messing with... I, I had a, a Yes guitar book, and I love the song Verm at the end of Starship Trooper, and it's just three chords. And it was G... E flat and C, but those aren't what those aren't the real chords. I learned what the guitar player really did many years ago. So when I played it, I thought my friend was gonna notice it as yes. And he went, Is that a new song? I was like, Oh, <laughs> you know. And then I went, Yeah, <laughs> just like that. <laughs> yeah. So what is it? I said, it's called I Don't Like Japs. Because, like, a Jap was a Jewish-American princess, mm-hmm. you know, because we grew up in a Jewish neighborhood. And that's what we called those girls that, you know, um, oh, uh, you know, my favorite chicken recipe, ordering out from Kenny Rogers Chicken, it's something like that. It was a joke. We, you got to understand we were in junior high, mm-hmm. you know. And then the lyrics was, you are acting like a princess, but me, I'm going to beat you senseless. And Dave's like, no, 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 Paul, no, you can't say that. You can't say that, you know? And, uh, and then it's like, all right, so I don't, so we were supposed to play it at our very first Reagan Youth show, right? And Charlie was like, let's play, I don't like it. Because, you know, it had, and it had a breakdown part, you know, that guitar solo part. I wasn't playing guitar solos like that back then, but it had a breakdown part. And he was like, just play the breakdown part. Just And Dave was like, no, he wanted me to play the song that eventually became One Holy Bible. So both those songs were played, not really like completed, but they were played. You know, the both those songs were played at our very first Reagan Youth gig, like in summer of 81. Uh, the guitar solo, I used to bring along the, one of those big square cassette recorders and we were like uh, 87, I think we were going across America and we were doing it. 
And after the shows, I would play it. And one time I played it and it was that guitar solo you hear. I was like, oh shit, I was like, I was in sync there. Uh, it flowed nice, sounds good. And I was able to work out a nice thing. Now, what you don't hear, unfortunately, is Dave during that guitar breakdown part singing blood and fire. And that's right before the dun 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 Right before it gets into that, dun, 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 he says blood and fire, you know, and you could barely hear it if you had like really good hair headphones, but it wasn't brought up in the mix. Paul, before I let you go, what, uh, what words of advice you got for musicians out there, people, humanity in general, uh, for kind of dealing with all this, all this craziness right now? You know what? Yeah, you have to break away and be yourself there's nothing wrong with being yourself and the most important thing we have to do is let everyone know that being themselves is okay and real freedom is not blowing is having the right to blow up your neighbor's car that's not real freedom talking about your freedom and not taking away anyone else's give advice by all means Mm -hmm. You know, try to, you know, help people. The the tradition of King Arthur, they sit at a round table because they're all equals. There isn't a long table where one king sits at the end of it and everyone else is subservient before him. Right. This is something that needs to be pounded into our head. And in in the best way for us to actually, you know learn about it is to go out there travel and learn about different people and cultures and, and let me just uh one last thing i remember um in in st john's university my history teacher said we're going to have a debate who uh, it's going to be israel palestine who wants to take the israeli side raise their hands kids raise their hands who wants to take the palestinian side raise their hands they raise their hands he said, everyone that chose the Palestinian side, you're going to be arguing for the Israelis. And everyone that raised their hand for the Israeli side, they'll be arguing for the Palestinians. Now, we, mm-hmm. we never had us do the debate, but that made us all think. And he said, if you don't know the other side of the story, if you only know one side, and that's your only narrative, then you don't know shit. Mm-hmm. And that's America. It only knows one narrative. That's why America is the only country in the world that history is not important. (laughs) 